0: We'll welcome you to The Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. The Christ-conscious believer spends... And is spent for the kingdom. It's our hallmark. We're giving people. We're spending people. John 3 and 16. Don't pretend that you know it. Never do that with scripture. John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son the word so I've explained to you before right if you flip the English around is simply saying this is how God loved the world. Or to use Nigerian parlance, God loved the world like so. Yeah. Does that make sense? The so is the word OTUS in the Greek. O-U-T-U-S. Or O-U-T-O-S, depending on how you want to pronounce it phonetically or straight. O-t-o-s. And the word o-t-o-s, which is the word so, right? Means in this way. So you see, I'm not just making it up, right? The word otus is the word in this way, or the word also translated thus. Does that make sense? Or in this manner, after this likeness, otus. is the same inference we have in, in Romans 5.8. For God commended his love towards us in this manner, in that Otoos. Does that make sense? So, if you go back to John 3.16, it says that this is how God loved us. He gave. Does that make sense? So, the demonstration of love is in giving. here's one of my sayings over the years you can give without loving but you cannot love without giving so when God was going to demonstrate his love he packaged his best and said in this manner do I give so it's not for God's love the word. I give it's a little bit because it's a little time in life Mm-mm. deeper than that is God saying I need to set a standard of love and this is the standard Jesus come and giving you to die for them that they can have eternal life so the driving force we talked about how the one thing on the on the on the back of the giver is love the driving force behind love is the benefit of the recipient not ever the expense of the giver. The driving force behind love in giving is the benefit of the recipient, not ever the expense of the giver. Do you understand that? In other words, giving is not propelled by how much it's going to cost you. It's propelled by how much is going to bless the person that is going to benefit from your giving look how much it took from me Mm -mm. that's not the driving force look how much it did for them that's the driving force that's why I said don't ever assume you know scripture that's the driving force of giving the benefit of the recipient not ever the expense of the giver once that is set straight you get to find out that there is no limit to what you can give so if there's a cap on your giving you are considering the expense to you above the benefits to the receiver that's the only time you will put a cap on your giving if I give you I will not have if I give you I won't have I won't have enough I won't have as much if I give you now what will I use I give, I've given her cars and been without cars. and People that give cars were afraid to drive the cars. I've given her phones here in this house, in this city. i been been without phone. For nearly seven weeks, I couldn't communicate with my wife. And the people that gave the phones were worried. One of them came back to say, I beg. say <laughs> said, please. I've collected the phone. Can I loan it to you? And, I, and, and I, at those points, I refused every single one. Not because the phones were hybrid and <laughs> an agents of this. But because you see, giving, sometimes you have to discipline yourself to feel the pang of what it took from you. Don't be in a hurry to escape the inconvenience that giving created spend that time basking in the joy that it benefited the recipient that's when your heart is in the right place this is how god loved O tools he gave that's number one number two what did he give not just that he gave he the quality of what he gives It's crucial in understanding the pattern of his giving. It's not just giving that establishes the pattern. The quality of what God gave is what adjectifies O2s. That's what spells out the manner of his giving. Does that make sense? What was the quality of what God gave? God gave his best. God gave his all without thinking of the consequence. You see, it's not just that Jesus came. That's not the thing. It's not just that Jesus came. It's that Jesus was all that could come. It's It's not in that God gave Jesus. But in that Jesus was the best God could afford. Do you understand? in other words it was not jesus and my reserve has somebody else it wasn't jesus and if jesus doesn't work like i said last week or if they don't accept jesus very well then we send someone else it it was either jesus or jesus and god did not blame because the dude fell in love that's why chi you have never heard anybody say i stood in love or i sat in love with her i flew in love with her everybody that talks about love says they fell it's a falling it's a coming away from yourself is a dying to yourself And imposing what you would have liked for you, Agapeo, upon the person that your heart has chosen to favor. That's love. What you'd like for yourself, you impose it upon the object of your affection. You don't do it standing, sir. You have to love, you have to fall. You don't form in love. And that's why the only control you can give love is to not fall into it. It is only witches that can regulate themselves inside love. You can exercise rationale, logic, reasoning, sense, intellect, and analytics. Statistics. Opportunity cost. All of those. Risk assessment. Crisis projection. Such as to avoid crisis management. You can employ all of these dynamics. Outside the periphery of love. When you are standing in love. can do that but brother sister at the point you fall into love you lose your sense that's why by the time you come to me and say pastor I'm in love with a sister all I can do is pray and wish you well because my brother you have fallen (laughs) there's nothing I can do to help you stand I propose. She said yes. Bless. Oh, sir, I'm going to bring her to you so you can talk to her. And tell her what? I ask her what? When you have successfully fallen. When you don't have sense again. That's how I will talk. You will me to prayer point. Father, every path against my love. What are you? There is nothing I will tell you about that brother, that will make sense. Cause as you fell, you left sense outside. Imagine the host of heaven watching God lose sense. Are you getting what I'm showing? Like Father, can you not try some? It's not even. Look at who you are in love with. The world, not better people. The world imagine the 24 elders the saints the four living creatures the host of heaven watching god 콜로드 because he gets up and it is time in the eon according to his plan he doesn't go angel michael come on gabriel and none of them see don't forget nephilim had taken on human bodies before As you see in Genesis chapter 6, they had come upon the earth and had had relations with the daughters of men. So there was a possibility that somebody else could have been sent. But with Otus on his mind, he says, let me show these rascals how love works. (laughs) By the time they benefit from it and receive it, they will operate it how it works. You cannot receive love in a manner and dispense it in a different manner. So let me pattern love. When they come into the sense of what I did, they will do the same. So an integral hallmark of a son of God who is saved and sanctified is that they give recklessly. That's how your father gave. Jesus was not some of what he had. Jesus was not even the best, such that if you give this one, you can keep the, manage the ones that are not so good. That he gave his only begotten son. Ah, this is my best wristwatch. Which means I have other wristwatches that are not so best. Sylvia, return my wristwatches. If this is my best wristwatch, it means that I have a bunch of other wristwatches that while they might not enjoy the favor that this one does they can do the job and hold the fort until something better comes along but if this is my only begotten wristwatch it means that if I give this out nothing takes its place whether or not it prospers where I gave it in other words whether the recipient values it or not nothing <laughs> is there to fall back on and that is how God gave Jesus that's how valuable you were as an unbeliever that's how precious you were to the father as a rebel you see it's one thing to be a sinner A sinner is one that is caught up in a wrong, in a transgression. Doesn't have the ability or the knowledge of what is right. A rebel is one who is an enemy of God, against God. Although they knew him, Romans 1, as God, they did not glorify him as God. He died for his enemies, not his friends. So it is not the church, blood washed and sanctified, that God fell in love with. There was no church. So, oh man, only people that do not understand the extent of God's love struggle to give. Fell in love with you in your worst state. He thought the best of you. That's why the gospel is good news. In your worst state, Sonny. Your worst state. And your worst state does not mean your worst state before you got born again. The worst you will ever be in this life. He calculated it and loved you regardless. Yeah. It's when you don't understand the depth of his love. That you even think and calculate giving. That's why there's not stuff you preach to babes. I fell in love with you in your worst state. Worst ever state. In other words, there's... Uh, can you guys handle this? There's... he bad as he can bad he can't fall out of love with you you were not a son he staked his best his all for you now that you are a son he will be disgusted at you how does that even make any form of logical sense somebody was an outright outcast complete outcast anti-god You loved him and died for him now the person is saved they put one foot wrong and you crush them because you are a holy God you didn't remember you were a holy God when you fell in love with an unbeliever he gave his best which was his all and we have a typology of that in Genesis 22 God shows up to Abraham and says give me your son, take your son your only son whom you love agapeo whom you prefer because ah, it was God that entered the negotiation with Abraham, con- Abraham concerning Ishmael yes,
1: oh that Ishmael may stand
0: before you and all that hey, Ishmael was there he was 13, 14 years old, there about older than Isaac, so it's not like God didn't know God knew Ishmael by name he appeared to Hagar in Genesis 16 yes. at the well he saved Ishmael's life give oh, I don't want to go there because he literally energized the law. So the law will not die out before fulfilling its assignment. Yes, sir. Yes. You come and die, how will the promised sun shine? Come and quench the law quickly. How will we appreciate grace? Give me water, see well. Drink water. There's work for the law to do before grace comes. So energizes the law, gives Ishmael some life. So he can stay there and lead to the son of promise in the type of Isaac. Who was not the son of promise because if isaac were the son of promise abraham would not still have been looking to the city whose builder and founder is god abraham knew isaac was not the real deal yeah. that's why when god asked for him abraham carry go carry go because abraham knew the blessing wasn't isaac what he believed god what abiding house Caleb what Abraham believed God for and was credited to him for righteousness was not that God would give him Isaac through Sarah so the faith that was that Abraham had was not in that God was able to give him Isaac was that God was able to save him from sin in the person of Jesus that's the gospel that Galatians chapter 3 verse 8 that's the scripture that the gospel that scripture preached to Abraham that he believed there's nothing commendable listen to me carefully about a man believing God can give him a child otherwise Hannah and Elkanah's story should be placed on the same pedestal as Isaac and, and, and Sarah Samson with Manoah same thing it's not peculiar to Abraham Zechariah and John same thing abraham is called the father of faith not because he trusted god to give him a fruit of the womb it was because he had that the blessing was coming to take away the sin of the world and he believed in advance god took righteousness and credited it to him that is the faith that is celebrated not the faith of you shall bomb the king so abraham received isaac but kept looking he kept looking why did he keep looking because if he was building tents from place to place while waiting for isaac the moment he received isaac he should have built a city but even after isaac he lived in tents by faith faith of what now if he has received isaac i spoke with the pastor he said give me teachings of faith i said i'm coming i'm coming peace peace i'm coming If his faith was the faith of receiving Isaac, at the point that he received Isaac, he should have stopped moving from place to place because he has received the promise. But he received Isaac and kept moving his tent. Kept moving his tent. Kept moving his tent because he was looking for the promise. Son. And that's why Jesus comes and says to them proudly, "Your your father Abraham, Longed to see my day. One, two, he saw it and was glad. That's the scripture, that's the gospel. Abraham saw it, he saw Christ. So, I ain't sitting down. Isaac is not. Thank you for Isaac. I'm fertile. Huh? Okay, oh, it's not me, it was Sarah. Okay, okay, is it me? But I gave up to Ishmael, so it wasn't me. Was this it, it doesn't matter? We have Isaac. But where's the promise? So you must be careful to not settle in an oasis that is not your destination. An oasis, it's not your destination. You keep going. You keep going. So God says in Genesis twenty two, so Abraham, mm-hmm. take your son. Your only son. But there was Ishmael. So we have a problem. Either God didn't know Mass or there is something we ought to understand about what he meant when he said only. Yes. Only because Isaac in Abraham's life and purpose was all that mattered. Yes. It was all that mattered. Ishmael came from Abraham's loins. But it didn't matter to God. The law was present for a time. It doesn't matter to God. Why are you trying to prop up Ishmael when all that mattered is Isaac, O, oh, DJ. So God showed up and God clearly showed, and the law has its uses, but it doesn't matter. Listen, from, from eternity, I've been all about this grace business. That's all that matters. That's what I want. I ain't dealing with the law. I ain't got no business with the law. The law has his uses. So Ishmael will prosper, you know, blah, blah, blah. He will arrange his brother, fight his brother, and all that. He will do okay, but that's not my problem. That was God's attitude towards Ishmael. Take your son, your only son, whom you love. No consultation with Sarah. No consultation starts the journey offers Isaac the Isaac that returned with Abraham is not the Isaac that did journey the Isaac that went to Mount Moriah died God received him in Hebrews 11 explains that so God typifies all in Abraham and Isaac it makes no sense that you wait hundred years by the time he had Isaac. Let's say by 20, he was of age. She waited at least 80 years to have his son. 14 years before you had his son. It's different if Ishmael came via Sarah from another man. Let me wait for you to get it. If Sarah right, got pregnant for ishmael from another man they can understand your only son but ishmael sir was abraham's son so these new testament people oh holy spirit i want to teach your word new testament people emoji that are struggling to reconcile the fact that the law came from god you see it's confusion to say that Moses was meek and followed the Lord and conversed with the Lord as a man converses with a friend and then say God did not give the law, Moses did. Where was God when Moses received the law? Who gave him the law? Angels. Where was God when angels passed the law? Why will then God say, take these things, chisel it again on these tablets I'm giving it to you. Why will God attach himself to something that he did not give? Where would he be hiding that Moses develops the audacity, the temerity to issue 10 commandments and 613 accompanying laws on behalf of a God who was not behind it? The key to understanding that is understanding how God will shut up the womb of Sarah, shut up the loins of Abraham and allow Ishmael to come. Yeah. Ishmael came, God allowed it for a season for a reason. It had to take God to open up the loins of Abraham to receive enough fertility to bring forth Ishmael. In the millions of spermatozoa that went into Hagar, Ishmael had the purpose upon his head to hold everything about Abraham the Hebrew. Ah. Hebrew, the word Hebrew means one who has crossed over. That's the word Hebrew. And Abraham is referred to as he's the first person referred to as Hebrew. Why? He's the first person in grace who crossed over. Ah Malakusa. That's why he's the father, earthly speaking, of faith. Abraham is the crossover. How do we see the crossover pattern? Ishmael into Isaac, the law into grace. So it's foolishness for people to preach that God did not give the law because they are trying to justify the nature of God. They themselves don't understand the nature of God. They have not seen the scriptures. Oh, God did not give the law. God is too. God is too sweet. You know, God is too nice. The law could not have come from God. It came from God. It came from God. He gave it. The problem with us is we do not understand what He gave it for. So instead of understanding what He gave it for, we Disconnect him from it in order to protect his integrity, protect his image, protect his look, and not taint him by this. So we now remove him from the law because the law is too nasty to have come from God. Ishmael, bastard son, slave mother, Egyptian descent, Egypt. Let me not go into Egypt and Israel tonight. Let's leave it. Ishmael came from God. Through Abraham. Otherwise, what will he have Hebrewed from? And what will he have Hebrew into? So we distance God from it, remove him from the law. Even our scholars, our Bible scholars, our New Testament theologians miss this. Because you look at one scripture in isolation from the rest of scripture. You don't harmonize it and see that the entire thing is one message. It's one message. So, God typifies His giving or oh, those in Abraham and Isaac. So that at the time we come into stuff we too can understand. The same way that Abraham understood that Isaac was not the promise is the same way Isaac understood that he was not the promise. Dog a whale. They fought for it. Esek. He left it. Dog another whale. Fought for it. Called it Sidna. Dog and other whale. Well. They didn't fight for it. He called it Rehoboth. God has made room for us in the land. Settle there. Before you could blink your eye, he left it again. If God has made room for you, why are you leaving? Because the room that he made for you is not Rehoboth. The room is coming. I go to prepare for you. When I come, I will take you. So Isaac kept moving. Rehoboth had nothing on him. That was not the room. I, Abraham gave Isaac, not counting the cost. Ah, so now I go back now without Isaac. And I, what will I tell Sarah? Okay, father, I have to work out how I'm going to answer Sarah. Once I have the answer for Sarah, I don't have any problem releasing Isaac. I just need to figure out. Will, will I tell her that it be a beer 18 or, you know, because you know, Reuben, in the future, did that calculation with Joseph, killed, got a goat, killed a deep, the coat of many colors. And, you know, he calculated that. But I, Abraham didn't have that luxury. What? Let me figure out how I'm going to explain to Sarah where Isaac is. Because don't forget now, Abraham is Ishmael's father. Ishmael is his firstborn, first child, whether we like it or not. But Isaac is his secondborn. For Sarah, her whole world revolves around. She even laughed at God. God visited her, not angel. God. And she looked at God and laughed. At God's ability to perform His word by this time next year, she laughed. It was the laughter that provoked God. An angel cannot name somebody. The laughter provoked God now say, "Okay, she laughed." Isaac will be His name. So for Sarah, it all revolves around Isaac, Alpha and Omega. Isaac was everything to Sarah. So if there was going to be any obstacle in Abraham's life in the offering of Isaac, it is Mama Sarah. What how do Nigerians call it? My womb opener. So Isaac was Sarah's womb opener. Abraham had every reason to be worried. But no, only begotten son. Whom you love. And off Isaac went. Why? A pattern was being established for the kingdom, for God, soul of the world, that He gave His only begotten Son. The only thing that ever mattered to God. You are not here for any other reason besides the benefit of salvation to you. Let me look for other words. You are being saved. With all due respect, adds nothing to God. As though he were incomplete without you. That's why you must also understand the responsibility of sonship. What was on his mind was what you could have. Not what he could have. That's why I said, when I said John 3.16, I told you, open your Bible for god so otus loved agapeo the world cosmos that he gave his only begotten son who was that whosoever believes in him so what was the object of his giving whosoever not god that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have. So, the only stimulus of God giving in love his best was just so that you can have something to have. So, who did God give for? Whosoever in the world would believe that they might have. And then he defines the quality of what you could have. Eternal life. What even God himself cannot take away from you. So what God gave you was not contingent on if he will always be nice to him. If he will always be happy with you. There's a way you look at me like this. I will take this eternal life back from you. No, what God gave you, what he cannot take back. That's why I said to you last week, somebody broke up with you. They said, give my phone. Give them the phone. Buy a new case for them. Add it buy a brand new charger and give them. They're better off out of your life. Love doesn't take back. It does not know how. As a matter of principle at the point where love develops the ability to take back it ceases to be love. And if it can cease to be love it was never love in the first place. have everlasting not a life that uh, if they are nice so i will now be maintaining it or so if they do their own i will now also do this one which is what religion has interjected into the gospel but at the point of falling he fell so badly he gave you what cannot be reversed so even if god woke up now and walked away from you. He cannot take back what he has given you. Oh, toast, in this manner. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we, that we should be called... The sons of God. Oh, That... We should be called... The sons of God. That we... That... We should be called... The sons of God. Oh yes. That... We... Should be called... The Sons of God, what manner of love? What manner of love? What manner of giving that I should be called the Son of God? That I should be called Son of God? What, what, what love? You see why I say that people that say grace is hyper don't know anything they are shallow all this the best you can call it is hyper grace dig deeper brother dig deeper dig deeper find a better adjective find a deeper one hyper is too small are you saying that once you are saved you are forever saved what does everlasting life mean to you what does it mean to you how is Temporal life synonymous to everlasting life. How is a life you can lose synonymous to eternal life? Then, what kind of lover does that make him? A temperamental lover who reverses what he has given on account of how he feels. Not my God, <laughs> not, my God. <laughs> not my God. My boast is in his consistency e pakala disso kriba mandeki zakila di dipada inkli patiso togo elinto super shante keleba alunde gisa kride bin o shada kande gisebra indogosha likate simbra halago my boss is in his consistency yeah. If God got me, if God has consistency issues, nothing in the world can be consistent. Nothing, no job, no marriage, no academic pursuit, no no skill, no assurance, nothing can be consistent if God cannot be held to his consistency. Be held to his consistency. Take your seats. Nothing can be held Nothing. if God's consistency is in question. So he gave that we may have. So giving is so that the recipient can have. Giving doesn't count the cost to the giver was in need for God whatever is in need for God is a byproduct of what you had it's because you have eternal life that he has sons so yes God wanted sons bringing many sons to glory but his driving force was what you would have your end of the bargain was his driving force what he benefits you all god does he does for its benefit to you all god does he does because of its benefit to you can can i say this god does not do you something as a reward for what you did that's the scam of religion he gives because of how nice it looks on you that's the kind of daddy oh that's the kind of this daddy no Jesus go here just how good it looks on you is enough reason for him to give just how good it looks look how gorgeous you look in righteousness just look look how pretty you are in his holiness look how adorned you are in his purity Look how amazing you look in his perfection. How dazzling you are in his love. How polished you are in his affection. All he does for you is why he gives. It's not rewarding you for what you did well. He adorned you before you did anything. Dressed you up in full. Because he loves like this. Because he loves like this. Let me wrap it up for you in one sentence. Jesus is how God loves. Is that good? Jesus is how God loves. Jesus defines the love of the Father. Jesus defines the love of the Father. Jesus is how God loves. You got that? Now as you start to understand the depth of this love. Now do you understand that prayer Paul prays in Ephesians 3? Put it up from verse 17. Ephesians three seventeen. Put it up in the NLT. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. Go on. You may have may You have the power to understand, as all God's people should. How wide? How long? How high? Stay there. And how deep his love is. It will change your walk with God. There are struggles you would never again have. In the body of Christ. If you can see just a glimpse into his love. And allow your feet to grow deep in it. Strong in it. A lot of people know about love. Very few of them know love. I've understood that. Even people that profess the word. Kirk Franklin sang nearly 20 years ago. Love a word that comes and goes but few people really know what it means to really love somebody. Few people know what love actually is. A lot of people think they know the concept of love. The feeling of love, the emotion of love. And most of what we know as love is what benefits us personally. You're not going to inconvenience yourself. But if only you knew how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. It goes, it goes even further. You're struggling with this, but verse 19, now goes on to say, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Stay here and give us a message. Be Live full lives full in the fullness of God. Go back to 18. You'll be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Give us 19 in the TPT. But stay here in the 18. Let's finish this. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its length.. Plum the depths rise to the heights and you have not scratched the surface of his love length, breadth, depth and height together do not begin to objectify his love as expressed in his giving 19 in the TPT then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. That's the love of your father. That's the giving of your father. That all that is on his mind as his driving force is what he's giving causes you to have. So you understand because once you begin to grasp his love, your own concept of love will change. You will repent. Some of you already tonight are already repenting in your love walk. And some of you are beginning to understand why some of us love the way that we do. Relentlessly. At great personal expense. Because love never measures the cost. Love never measures the cost. Because there's no price too big to pay. No asset too dear to give up. No gift too precious to give. No task too great to undertake. No journey too long to embark upon. Love doesn't measure the cost. Can you give that your voice tonight? One, two, go. Love doesn't measure the cost. If you measure, it is not love. Because the driving force for giving in love is the benefit to the recipient. Not the expense of the giver. Then you start to bring it home. And you start to reflect him. So that the next time you quote as he is. So I am in this world. You have understanding of the responsibility that calls you into. You have understanding of why we should be able to place a demand on you. And you respond according to what you know it will benefit us. Until you get there in your love walk, you're not walking in love. Until you get there where you are deliberate about your giving, deliberate about that you are giving the better part of your life, not the remnant. You are giving the better part of your life, the better part of your time, the better part of your resources, the better part of your money. Then you understand how much of an insult tithe is in the New Testament. That nonsense, stupid, satanic conversation will stop. We're talking God's love, you are calling percentage. You make a mockery of old the manner of his giving. Did he give me percentage? You see why I say I don't have time for some things. Tithe? Percentage. This is how God gave. Gave everything. New testament believers not talking tithe. No, you that's an indictment to the response of the love of God in Christ. Logic. We don't talk that. For me, talking tithe is the same thing as talking devil. Why should I give time to that nonsense? 10% percent. You think we would have gotten here by percent? The Christ conscious believer spends and is spent. For the kingdom. Because you see love, you cannot but respond. Only people with love issues struggle to give. Go and lie to yourself all you want. Let God be true. You encounter love, your time is there. You can. I, rest, I said it an hour ago, you cannot regulate yourself inside love when you fall. I've said it in relationships, I've said it in, 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 in all manner of dynamics of relationship. Amorous and otherwise. Kingdom and otherwise. You cannot regulate yourself. you're in love the only button you have is outside once you are inside the remote has one button button, and that remote is not with you so if you have a problem being a fool in love you are too proud for it that's what Solomon meant when he says do not stare up love until she be ready in songs of Solomon don't let love sleep don't stare love up because when you stare love up you must be willing to give up control at that point, it's no longer about, I'm the man. And, oh, you will wash plate. You will serve. Ah, ah, What are you saying? It's just, it's love. Love cannot but give. And the woman, you should protect me. You should provide me. All these percentages. Give me, I give you. Take from me, I take from you. It fizzles away. When you come into the understanding of love. It's for me to love, it's for you to respond, it's for you to respond, it's for me. It fizzles away. Once we see love, for what love is? Love is nonsense, it makes no sense. If you are in love and you have sense, you 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 are nonsense. You are in love and you retain your sense. You are now measuring how much sense you are giving the man, how much sense the man is giving you, how much sense you are giving church. These churches have been going. What has the church even been giving me? You are nonsense. Because You are still caught up in the tithe spirit, you just stopped giving your money in percentage, yes. but you are still giving your life in compartments. Your life is still a tithe, your money just stopped accompanying it. Oh, Palaga, is anybody getting what I'm teaching tonight? It's dangerous stuff. Your life is a tithe, your life is a percentage. You're compartmentalizing your giving. You give a little here, give a little here, you not, not so, no, not a little here, yeah, your whole life. It's an indictment of what you claim to believe the whole life is a tithe your money just stopped following it but when you see his love <sighs> plumb the depths of it rise to the heights of it giving it guys you just be giving that small glory that Israel saw Shekinah they gave unto Moses said, don't give again just a shadow a glory that was fading they give so much Moses begged say please Aaron tell them we have enough gold we have enough silver we have enough we have enough tell them to stop giving eh? Old Testament beg them all you should stop bringing it's okay we have all the ACs we need we have all the cameras we have all the chairs we have all the railings we have all the kitchen stuff we have everything we need stop bringing it you have sold enough land. Stop selling anymore. Glory that was if a type and a shadow. Love changes the entire game. Giving is love. Full stop. For the benefit of the recipient. I'll measure how much have I gotten back? i keep keeping record. I love you but. This far but. Not beyond. That's a tight life. I am not here. But not so much further. Don't push me. I'm not willing to go beyond here. That's a life that is still in control. That's a life that is caught up with admiration, not commitment. That's a life caught up with affection, not understanding. That's a life caught up with desire and not sacrifice. Because love doesn't measure the cost. That's how he loved you. You can't respond any less. Now, Just in case you think, what does God demand of me then? His word answers the question in 1st John 4. When John starts to explain that you, you say you love God, show it by loving me. God doesn't need your love response. Are you getting it now? You want to show that you love God? Love me. Let it benefit me. So your love for God, mark the word I'm about to use now, I am pav. I said it. Your love for God is bullshit. If it doesn't benefit me. B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T You are bullshitting yourself. If your love for God doesn't translate to the benefit of this recipient. You are lying to yourself. So you see it all boils down to love. Which word did I use? bullshit. That is the sum total gross of your life and love if it doesn't translate to my benefit. And if mine doesn't translate how can you be around me for so long and my love hasn't rubbed off on you? you a waste of space. You've been around me long and I haven't, but I haven't ministered to you haven't benefited of me, a smile, an asset, an airtime, phone, encouragement, word of knowledge, prayer, something about me hasn't rubbed off on you. Bullshit. I love God. Shut up! Prophesy! Don't hear God! You have nothing to say. First Corinthians 13, put verse 1 up in the TPT. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. Verse 2. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, And if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. At least I gave you bullshit. He says you are nothing. Verse 3. If I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a matter without the pure motive of love I will gain nothing of value. Keep going. Verse 4, love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. I want that too. I deserve that too. I desire that too. What you cannot celebrate, don't crave it will not come to you scripture it won't come to you scripture new testament verse 5 love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance keep going love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense Love joyfully celebrates, love never stops loving. It extends beyond the gift of prophecy, which eventually fades away. When prophecy ceases, love remains, which eventually fades away. It is more, look at that, it is more enduring than tongues, which will one day fall silent. Let's finish this. Love remains long after word of knowledge is forgotten. Our present knowledge and our prophecies are but partial. But when love's perfection arrives, the partial, and you say you knew love, plumb the depths, test the lens, travel depths, the breath, rise to the highest height. Fall in love again. Fall in love correctly. Fall in love the way He fell in love with you. Fall in love the way that he fell in love with you. Fall in love with me again as your pastor. Fall in love with that person next to you as your friend, as your sister, as your brother. Fall in love with your local church again. Fall in love with your community again, correctly. or Otoos in this manner. And your giving will follow suit. Don't try to give, just fall in love. Giving will follow That's why you still feel the pang when you give, ah, that thing I gave, is you're not in love. You claim you are not compelled, but you give so that you will not look like you're the only one that did not give. You know what I'm talking about. When you're in love, your desire is to beautify the object of your love. If you love your local church, nobody will tell you to post about it. Nobody will remind you to go and see, what did my pastor post? Let me see what he has posted. Has he put anything on Facebook? Has he said anything? Have I shared with them what my pastor said? How often do I quote what I have received? How much of a blessing to my pastor am I? How much of a blessing to my church am I? How am I comfortable and the church is in trouble? Your giving will follow the journey of your love. And then there are joys and beauties you begin to walk into. When your love walk is right. Some of you will not come into what you desire in the absence of your love walk being corrected. There are things you are craving you can't handle because your love walk is not yet pure. Am I speaking to my house? Straighten your love walk. Straighten it without resistance. Steward the love of God in Christ that he showed to you without measuring the cost. Such great love. There's nothing more beautiful than love. Yes, nothing. Nothing. It's, it's the life force of creation. It's what catalyzed all of this. Love. For this is how God loved. Oh Toos. John 3.16. Put it up in the TPT. John 3.16. Eh? Can you see that there? clear cut for this is how much God loved. This is how much is captured in the King James word So, So don't assume you know, for God's love the world. No, 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 calm down. Ah, I don't care about Greek. I don't, you will not know anything. Yeah. You will know anything. Stay there. Allow intellectuals online to deceive you. For years, you have looked at John 3.16, you didn't see this. Yes, yes. You're still making noise. For this is how much, Otus God loved the world. Let's just disqualify let's it. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. So what is your Otus? What is your love modus operandi? That's what I'm leaving you with tonight. What is your love response? To his love. And your love response is not towards God. It's to me. (laughs) Leave heaven. (laughs) Do you understand? Let's settle matter here. Your love response. After you finish worshipping. I worship you almighty God. There is no... I was in the spirit. Have you finished? Come back. Oh yeah. This is where the love matter is. Is God to you, you to me, for Him? That's the way the value chain works. Father, we thank you for your love. Let's just celebrate His love tonight. Celebrate His love. Thank you, Father. We love like you. We love like you. We love like you. We give like you. We spend like you. We are spent like you. We outdo ourselves in our commitment to mirror you in the earth speak for myself I have do myself in my commitment to mirror you in the earth everyone that comes in contact with me feels your love contacts your love nothing pulls like love nothing is as contagious as love nothing builds up like love nothing nothing doesn't have to make sense doesn't have to receive the accolades it doesn't need the recognition doesn't need a kickback it loves for the benefit to the recipient of its love we thank you for love that passes understanding (laughs) thank you father hallelujah Praise God. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at or visit our social media platforms.